Financial matters are kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. No matter what stage of life, whether you're a millennial, whether you're Gen X, whether you're in retirement. Jay's Corner is the name of the YouTube channel as well as the name of the newsletter. You know, I know it's natural that people shake their head and say, well, you know, it shouldn't be this way or I don't understand why it has to be so complicated. Uh, I'm just going to tell you that that's not, that, that's a different channel. That's a different topic. That's a different discussion entirely. I'm not out here trying to cast judgment on your individual jigsaw puzzle, how the pieces fit or don't. What I do know is that the amount of noise that you're hit with is incredible. This is the world that we have. Let's try to do the best with the rules as given. Jay's Corner is here to help. Welcome to Jay's Corner. It is August 20th, Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. My name is Jay O. I'm the author of Maximize Your Medicare. Many people know that. It's available pretty much everywhere. Up on your screen is the newsletter, free newsletter, jo.substack.com. You can see the address there below my image. Uh, it is There's a free and a paid version here. Be sure to subscribe to it. Uh, it's got a lot of other things, more than simply Medicare matters. It is the weakness of social media and all of you know our video age. You're getting information in segments, putting people in niches, the niches don't really apply here to Jay's Corner. Longtime followers have come to know that maybe you found me from the book. But then after watching the material, after reading the material, watching videos, listening to podcasts, looking at interviews, etc., etc., what you will conclude, should conclude, is the fact that Medicare is just a simple example of financial rationale that I'm trying to shed light, give you my insight after traveling around the world, literally around the world, multiple times uh, to give you, you know, to try to separate the signal from the noise. So much noise around financial topics in general. So I have returned from vacation. And uh, well, let's just, just, just take a look in here and see if we've got any uh, good examples of what happened on vacation. I'm sure that there is something here. Uh, yeah, let's see it here. So I spent some days doing that uh, <laughs> and making fun of myself, of course, you know, because that is what uh, I'm all about. Uh, you know, no point of taking yourself too seriously. That all said, topics here on Jay's Corner, very serious. Be sure to like and subscribe to the video. Lots of different topics for all age divisions. Okay, <clears throat> we're going to start at the ACA here today. The Inflation Reduction Act passed into law, passed into law over the past week. Right? The Build Back Better Act was the original starting point. A lot of the stuff not adopted. But the Inflation Reduction Act will help, will absolutely help persons that are enrolling in pre-Medicare individual health insurance. The expanded subsidies, which are tax credits, pull forward tax credits. That's how to understand the, your lower 
premiums. That's how to understand why your out-of-pocket maximums are, can be lower, why your deductibles can be lower, depending on the plan that you're selecting. Those subsidies, that entire structure has been extended for three years. And you'll see here, the reason I'm pulling back here to this screen here is that, you know, I have been making some points here throughout Substack, throughout the newsletter here, expressing my concern about the fact that if the, if the Inflation Reduction Act wasn't passed, that those subsidies would have ended. That would have dramatically affected dramatically affected the cost of health insurance premium, as well as the lower deductible and out-of-pocket maximums. Those are preserved for three years, three. Now, the reason that this is important, well, let's make it obvious. For every age division, this is still huge. The APTC, which has been called Medicaid expansion in the past, it's not exactly the way that I would have called it. Right, because what it does is it introduces the stigma of Medicaid. It's not really Medicaid, right? Because Medicaid is for persons who rely on every dollar for food and are living literally check to check. You've got to have your state-specific examination of not only your income, but your financial resources. This is not that. The APTC is not a financial resource based program. In other words, if you're a corn farmer and you have 100,000 100, acres, it is very possible to receive health insurance at $0 premium. That can occur. That can occur even if your acre of corn farm, corn, corn farm one acre is $10,000 an acre, doesn't matter if you understand what you are actually doing. Now, Jay's Corner, beyond the Maximize Your Medicare channel, there are services that, that we provide to try to guide you to see whether or not you can get to that spot for those persons. Who else? Everyday person, 28-year-old Mr. or Miss Perfect, right? You are running in a gig economy, let's just say. You're a freelancer. You work as a 1099, which is a, as an independent contractor, a situation which is very common today. We'll get to the, you know, at some point, in the, well down the to-do list, not for today, is the fact that, you know, if you're 26 and you can be, you're 26 and you can become a TikTok star, you know, I'm going to strongly ask why we're working for a Fortune 50 company at all. Anyway, the fact of the matter is, is that you can get health insurance at this lower price. In other videos, we've got examples of how to use the healthcare.gov website and figure out whether or not you get your subsidy. The enrollment period's coming up. We'll have time for that in future months. Bottom line here for you is the fact that the Inflation Reduction Act tax credits improve coverage affordability for middle American, middle income Americans. That is accurately stated, accurately stated. So two things to take away. Number one, 
Remember that it has to, this is an income based, your current income. You do need to handle that with care, right? You can't give a knowingly incorrect estimate to push down your health insurance premium because when you reconcile your income taxes, that gets discovered. And if wildly off base, you probably don't want to deal with the ripple effects because that can mean that the IRS will be knocking uh, a, with a little bit more force than simply you've underpaid. The second one is that this does change the entire retirement timeline for some of you. I've made examples in the past. If you are 62, 63 years old, married couple in Florida, for example, Texas, Arizona, you know who you are. I'm choosing you individually and specifically. Why? Because you live in very high cost states, even more so than the average. That what can happen here is because of this extension, it is then, then therefore possible to look through this timeline here for you and you're now 62. And now all of a sudden this orange line here on this screen. It's a screen that I've used for, for example's sake in the past, which is now all of a sudden, as you're considering your budget on a month to month basis, now all of a sudden this orange line can be dramatically reduced. You should not understate, underestimate the impact here because this number DDDD here in orange that you can see on your screen, in Florida, this is a $900 a month per person line item. You're 62, $900 is the full sticker price. If you drive that down to 200, 700 per person per month, you can do the math. It's enormous. And now you can understand the link to financial topics that other financial planning matters here on Jay's Corner, which is that Medicare then is your place as you're trying to drive down your this orange line through time, especially under retirement when you're trying to manage all the other moving parts of retirement planning. It also matters for the 28-year-olds. You can remember if you're Mr. Perfect, you're 28-year-old, I can tell you how many times you go to the doctor zero. So the idea that, okay, well, I have insurance doesn't pay anything and that's your complaint, which is one that you'll be able to just go to a bar for an hour. I promise you that that statement gets made by somebody in that bar. The fact of the matter is that may have been the totally rational selection by Mr. Perfect because he has other things to do with that money as opposed to spending it on health insurance premium. For those persons who are on retirement planning track and thinking about retirement in addition to, you know, understanding what happens in my book, right, which is Medicare, the fact of the matter is, is that the real link here is to drive down this number prior to Medicare as well. And as I said, the financial impact is not $50 a year, just isn't. It's thousands of dollars a year 
to the year for those years prior to becoming Medicare eligible. Last kind of sub point is that this is a tax matter. Don't forget this is a tax matter. That also has other ripple effects on all of these other line items because you can see it there in the left-hand column. Pension, individual account, qualified funds, annuity, and cash. They're all taxed at slightly different levels. Social Security, for example. All taxed at different levels. The ripple effect is down to this orange line, which will also include Medicare, since there's something called IRMA. Some, a topic I've covered many, many times in the national media. Anyway, back to the ACA. No question about it. No question about it. A huge win to extend this for the three years. So now you're 62, considering retirement, or you're 65 and your spouse is 62, now you have an additional extension to lower your health insurance premium, a huge cost input. For Medicare, let's switch to Medicare now. And you'll see it here, which is that my very first, let's see if I can scroll a little bit faster. Yes, which is here. No doubt about it. AR, <laughs> don't doubt the AARP, right? The probably most influential special interest group, which is part D is the big winner from the Inflation Reduction Act. In Jay's corner on the newsletter, it's here. I went bigger than the headlines, which, you know, the bigger, the main headline has been, well, Medicare should be able to negotiate with the drug companies. That for me is not really the big one. What I did here is you've got a bunch of different details on the Inflation Reduction Act. What I did here is I rearranged them in timeline order because the different aspects have different effective dates, right? So when, do, when am I gonna start getting this stuff? When am I gonna start getting this stuff? When does it take effect? As opposed to, you know, the politicians, you know, parading around, waving a victory flag. Here's how it's going to affect individual consumers. Next year, right away, these three first bullet points. Vaccines at zero. So it's not only COVID. It's not only monkeypox. Still not entirely clear what monkeypox is, uh, largely because I don't spend time clicking around too much. But in addition to that, for the Medicare crowd, this also importantly means shingles. Shingles not well covered generally speaking, under Medicare Advantage or Part D plans. Now it is. It appears to be inside of Part D, meaning that you can't just skip out on it, Part D, and the late enrollment penalty. You still need to have a Part D or have prescription drug benefits inside your Medicare Advantage plan. 2023 vaccines at $0.00. Shingles, expensive, because usually you need two, each $200 plus, $400. 2023, 
Told you it would start right away. Second one gets big headlines because diabetes is a national epidemic. Insulin capped at $35 copay. This is also going to be a very welcome change because now every plan, every Medicare Advantage plan that has a prescription drug benefits, MAPD, or a Part D plan will have this for all insulin. Now, I was asked by the media, okay, what does this mean for the rest of the plans in the future? And it's too early to tell and any speculation by me here would borderline be reckless. And generally speaking, as most people would know, followers would know, I'm not all about reckless speculation. Speculation within some bounds is, you know, warranted. In fact, you know, I have speculated to some degrees on what changes could happen in the Medicare. And in fact, many of them have come true, like the fact that plans... Plan C, Plan F, and or Medigap no longer exist. The first edition actually made that statement that I wouldn't be surprised at all. Under here, it somebody's going to say, okay, well, what's going to happen to Part D premiums? What's going to happen to Medicare Advantage plans, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. And this is not this is what I would call still to be determined. Because a lot of the money that has come to superior insulin coverage today has come from the federal budget, which has given money to the Medicare Advantage carriers. I'm not sure how this will be affected going forward. You could say that the allowance could be lower in the future. Why? Because the federal government is going to be covering the insulin benefit via the Part D plan. And so the question is whether or not who's going to eat this, where's this money going to come from, isn't well settled as far as the details that I can see so far. I'll have an update, you know, that's not for today. No question though, type 1 diabetics, people who do rely on insulin, lower. And now you can understand why I started this talking about the AARP. Because while I stated that this is definitely the case, the provision to include the $35 insulin copay inside of the ACA failed. It failed. Only the AARP one. Only inside of Part D. Does the insulin copay limit of $35? Now, there are certain states, I want to say Colorado being a notable example, where the state by state has also like basically layered on top the extra provision inside the state. That will depend on the state, but that can exist. But for federal Medicare, insulin capped at $35 starting right away here in just a few months time. Time flies when you're having fun. I can't believe it's the end of August. Crazy. In addition to that, 2023 price increases here. Medication cannot exceed inflation, but the difference will be sent to Medicare, not to you. Okay, so this one is not as big for me. 
for me, this is not as big. Meaning that the inflation, the, the price of the medication can't exceed the inflation measure. Let's call that 8.5% in a year. But the fact of the matter is you're not going to see a lot of this because of the fact that that's going to be in the weeds of your Part D or Medicare Advantage plan. And the difference has to be sent from the pharmaceutical company to Medicare. So you don't aren't going to see it even if the medication were increased. And then on top of that, you're going to have competition to push prices down on top. So this one for me isn't as big. As we go to 2024, we continue on here. And now we're going to have some structural changes to the way that Part D actually works. It's this first one. I'm going to stop playing around. Stop playing with my food here. Uh, this first one, which is the catastrophic stage. Right? If you hit the catastrophic stage, which is currently $7,050, then your cost will be zero. Because So let's re quickly review. If you've maxed out above the catastrophic end, then you're charged 5% or a fixed copay for generics. After, in starting in 2024, once you hit the 70-50, then it stops, you pay zero. Now, we're going to have even bigger development in 2025. We're about to get to it. So during 2020, so during 2023, it's status quo. During 2024, you're going to have a maximum of 7,050. From then, you pay zero. Now, in addition to that, you have Part D premiums can increase by a maximum of 6% a year. This will not have a large impact. I still think that this is true which is while there's going to be a cap, and I do expect, by the way, I do expect that you will have the 6% because all the moving parts moving around is going to be pretty dramatic, right? These diff the sum of all of these changes is going to be fairly dramatic. So if I if call it reckless speculation by me, but yes, I would expect that the only possible way to make all the numbers fit is, in fact, for Part D premiums to go higher. That's my guess as of today, subject to change based on further detail. The big one here is this third one, 2024, which is extra help expanded, which is currently set at 130% of the federal poverty level. So, Inside of Maximize Your Medicare, and I'm going to go to it now. Um, let's just see here. I'll show it to you here. Inside of Maximize Your Medicare, <clears throat> inside the website for the book, is Medicare Info. This tab here. If you go in here, what I've included inside the website for the book, which is available at, Maxima, at Amazon, uh, I have to add that. Inside here is... Apply for Extra Help Part D. And what it is, is this is the federal location. It's a link to the federal location. On 
administered by Social Security. So, real quick, extra help is administered by the federal government, not the state. Federal. So, it is entirely possible for your state to reject you, but for you to qualify for extra help. It's important to know this distinction. Okay? There's going to there are people who don't qualify for Medicaid, but they do qualify for extra help, and if you do, you should get it. It is big. It's big for a lot of reasons. Number 1, your premium lower under Part D. Number 2, your copays fixed at known numbers that override everything. It's really important here. These are points that I don't think get proper attention except in my favorite book, which happens to be Maximize Medicare. But my point is that the sometimes you're going to choose a Part D plan because of the fact that you think that the copays are going to be different or because on your Medicare Advantage plan, because of the prescription copay. But there be some other aspects of a Medicare Advantage plan, especially that you like in a different plan. Well, if you made your decision on prescriptions alone or primarily so, and now I told you, no, that's not the reason that you would decide amongst Medicare Advantage plans, you then change to across Medicare Advantage plans, that is the right outcome. That if you don't know that it's fixed. That's just part of it. The reality is the big news here, the big thing that people also don't understand about the extra help, if you qualify extra help for extra help, then your late enrollment penalties for Part B and Part D are waived. Not only today, but in the future. And so now, now I can't put us in a time capsule for the past. But if you qualify for extra help, now it's not only will you have the lower co-pays for the deductibles and the lower premiums, the two points that I mentioned just a moment ago, but in addition to that, the late enrollment penalties are then waived. And this is big. For those persons who, for example, they worked for a city or local government where they didn't pay into Social Security, so you didn't get the right number of credits for Medicare, which is an entirely a possible scenario, a common one. Common. People will know somebody that have this, in which case you have not accreted the right number of credits. So as a result, you have to pay for Part A, for example, now you don't, you, those late enrollment penalties. Or, and as a result, you didn't buy Part B correctly. Or for whatever reason, you didn't read Maximize Your Medicare to avoid the late enrollment penalties. You get hit with the late enrollment penalties. Here's a side door out. It's, not, it's completely legal. It's also not well known. Those things included here inside of the Inflation Reduction Act. Let's go to 2025. This is the big one. Uh, 2025, as you can see here, bold here in the middle of your screen, which is 
a $2,000 cap for out-of-pocket costs for prescription drugs. So Part D will have an embedded, all Part D will have an embedded $2,000 annual cap. The ripple effects again here are, well, there's the obvious, right? Which is now instead of having some unknown mystery number on what your prescription drug cost would be in the future, it is now fixed at a higher number for persons on tons of insulin or very, very expensive new, new age medication, tier five medications. You can't wait for 2025. It can't come soon enough, right? Because now you don't have the mystery and you have a fixed number. So now you can understand back to why uh, the rest of the topics on this channel, right? For comprehensive financial planning and clients, this is gonna be big, right? For those persons who have bad health or ones that rely on expensive medications. Now all of a sudden you can plot this orange line, which has healthcare costs, your out-of-pocket healthcare costs, which are different than insurance. But your out-of-pocket costs can now be lower, no, way lower, and less variable, both. It's not only level that matters. It's the fact that it's not gonna move up and down. So as a result, that is going to help a great deal of people here on the orange line, irrespective of whether or not you actually, whether or not you actually rely on very expensive medications today. The very fact, even if you were Mr. Perfect today at 66, you're worried about what happens when you're 71. Well, now all of a sudden, okay, now you think through, okay, what happens when I'm 71? At least I now know that my medication cost will be capped at 2000. It's one less thing to worry about at a known number. Very, very valuable. So I'm keeping my eye on the clock here. I've used the 30 minutes. I've used the 30 minutes. And so now we're going to move forward here uh, as I finish this portion with the last point. Now only here do we come to what has gotten the headlines, which is the negotiation by Medicare. So starting in 2026, which seems like, you know, light years away, Medicare will negotiate with the drug manufacturers. I don't think that this is huge. That, that's my own personal opinion. It's optics. The optics are great. No question about that, right? Medicare negotiating the price of 10 medications and then 15 in 2027 and 20 in, 20 in 2028. It's like a litany of tongue twisters here. The list is determined where Medicare has spent the most money. That's not well-defined, first of all, right? And in addition to that, we are hearing or seeing little snippets of pushback from the pharmaceuticals. Given the fact that this is in three years or four years, three and a half years, three and a quarter years, I guess I should say, I'm going to leave this to the side, right? Because we don't know what those medications are. We don't know if the thing actually is successful. 
We're not sure what the mechanism by which the by which the negotiations are going to occur. So we don't have really the set of effects. For me, this is still what I put put it up here in bold. This is the one. Because not only, like I said, you've got a lower number, and in addition to that, you'll have a cap. This changes, this fundamentally changes the way that the what used to be known as the donut hole, which I have renamed for my own purpose purposes the coinsurance gap, right? Because you get a 75% discount, you're responsible for 25%. That now also then has a cap at the $2,000 a year. Huge for this exercise here as I help those persons plot their course towards retirement. It's It just, just could not be bigger. Uh, yeah, I get asked, you know, I get asked in the national media. Here's my quote in here. This is the street.com, uh, Miss Gillespie. Gillespie. Anything longer than two or three letters, you know, I'm very subject to making an error. Anyway, here's my quote down over here. Uh, yeah. Ding. Um, you know, the, <clears throat> so this is back to the elimination of catastrophic stage, a clear win. Um, and the reality is, is that the, the, and agree, agreed by a PhD at T. Rowe Price, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the data doesn't show what the exact size. The reality is, is that I don't, I don't think that this mattered, that, that the but he denoted that the data doesn't show what the exact size is. That, that to me, the reality is I, I'm going to disagree here. It matters. It matters irrespective of the size because of this. So for me, I'm going to still stick with my original point, which is that this running the show. Absolutely. All right. So in addition to, oh, you know, uh, what I named this? I named this Drive for Show Bonds for Dough. <clears throat> right? I named it, it again. intentionally. Here he is again. That's astonishing. Oh. It's absolutely world class. You can't, you, <laughs> you can't make again. fun of yourself, of others, if you can't make fun of yourself first. So, but, but here is, in fact, where the drive for show, putt for dough. Nope. Drive for show, bonds for dough. Always bonds for dough. Is what I told the people that I was playing with. Uh, you know, I told them that phrase. Anyway, let's go to financial markets here. In here under Jay's corner, right? While I had pointed out this specific edition, the reality is, is a lot of the other entries here are really talking not about specific financial advice, as you could see under the, underneath my image, but for your understanding about the way that financial markets work. Things that don't get widely told to you because they're fix, fixated on Bed Bath & Beyond and the latest controversy, which we will get to in a few moments. But you can see here, uh, you know, me making fun of myself again, <laughs> just because, uh, just because, uh, it's fun. Uh, you know, so, yep. So it's been a, t it's been, it's been a long year. 
It's been a long year. I think that everyone knows this uh, for a variety of reasons. You thought 2020 was bad. We get this year. Um, very easy to understand. Market recovers what happened. And basically what I've been saying here, as you can see here, is that we've got half back. I explained it to you a month ago, right? Months ago or a few weeks ago here. Uma and ketchup, short covering. These ter this terminology is real, is real. We've had the backdrop. Very, very, very importantly, we have had the correct backdrop. And you can see it here. We've traveled from 3.5% on the 10-year note all the way down to 2.59. It is a huge amount. It is a huge move. You can see it there. This is a fairly long longish timeline if we back it up you can see oh by the way where did it come to march of 2022 to paid subscribers of the substack which are ported and get access to gh2 unfiltered they were told about this type of situation and the world kind of not looking exactly right as a result and hurricane Henri. Bitcoin, GameStop, AMC. That seems like years ago, it was 18 months ago, which, oh yeah, by the way, happened to coincide with this pivot area here. And now all of a sudden you can see what ended up happening. The volatility of the tent of interest rates, which was always the most important, stopped being stable and one way lower right and so the persons on this channel followers of jay's corner tired of this this singular formula on valuation of every risky asset sees it's not the numerator the denominator so if you go to the short you'll see a professor from wharton actually talking about the, this fact after during the snapchat there's the video and an entry on the snapchat where i'm talking about that and he repeats it on cnbc uh he's not a subscriber to jay's corner by the way so anyway uh, he's professor wharton so i don't think he needs to see jay's corner <laughs> anyway so you've seen 10 the 10 year note and you have also seen now until the, this past days, you've seen this relative stability here. Relative. We're going to get to that here. We've seen the euro drop, but then stop and sit here in this range that you see on the screen. And because of that, because from that point, you can now understand the entries that I've had here in Jay's Corner, for example. Don't stop playing with your food. That because of the stable backdrop, 
because of the fact that the it looks like the world isn't going to end. Because of the seasonality of where we are right now, which is the middle of the summer, the senior people, the senior decision makers, they were doing what I was doing, right? I chose that time, not by coincidence, right? I just looked on the calendar and I said, okay, here's the, here's looks like the spot. And once we saw the stability in the bigger markets, yes, that became the opportunity, candidly, right? Where we've had this relative stability. No. And that leads us to where we are now. And today's, today's video, right, it was named, and let's just go to it. Today's entry into Jay's Corner is here. The Fed meets in Wyoming. The Fed meets in Wyoming. Hmm. Jay stupidly did not turn on the sharing. Something I did not know. Uh, anyway, you can see here that I've now explained these two. And now we're here back to here. This coming week, the Federal Reserve is going, there's going to be a symposium, which is going to be in Jackson Hole. And, you know, it's going to be important. Because during this period, during this period of these of these weeks, half back, not half back, football season's almost here. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for eleven games, uh, you know. Anyway, that different channel. Eh, I'm 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 with uh, person number twenty four though. <laughs> he she now has a shot at two hundred twenty five million. Hopefully, she gets get a lot of it. Anyway, here we go. Stop playing with your food. Right, meaning that if you were making big dramatic changes here, you had to ask yourself. Uh, my point was, why would I do that as a strategy? Would I fundamentally have changed your strategy? No, but that is different than taking very good time here to make take stock of your particular situation here. I found it no coincidence that this past two weeks. I've had more persons sign up for comprehensive financial planning than any other two-week period over this past year. There's a reason I had this inquiry. Because they followed Jay's Corner. They go, oh, guess what? Inside of here, these lines, these balances, which started out this year at 100, down to 80, and now to around 88. That since my job here under financial planning is to make, the, I, I don't care, right? Jay doesn't care what the composition, no. I'm gonna look at each line, but my real objective is the highest possible as the sum of the lines, right? What happened is what you thought was 80 at the worst, 80 at the end of June is now 88, approximately, and I'm and I'm that's not random, right? That's not a randomly generated number. Here it is here, right? Year-to-date return of the biggest, 
12 minus 12.44 minus 12.48. By the way, like I said, assess the likelihood that the two biggest, best known, are 0.04% away from each other. 0.04%. Okay. Four pennies out of $1,000. 40 cents out of $1,000, right? Do I have the math right? Yeah, uh, I've got some math jocks out there. They'll be able to tell me if I've done the top of my head. 40 cents on $1,000 is correct. 40 cents on $1,000 is the difference. That's how specific the professional market actually is. To that degree, I'm watching the stable. Anyway. My point here is that we've kind of moved morphed back to here. And now we're at 87, 88. Let's call it 87. Now you can see my point is that these things that people have ignored down here may be absolutely revisited and may have a very good reason. Right? And that's because you people blew it off. They glossed over it. They listen to the to the noise. I shouldn't do this. That's a waste. The market's up, etc., etc. Yeah, that was all fine when it was at 100 and then going to 115 every year because the Nasdaq is straight up. This year has been a, a douse of cold water. How much tougher it can be? Well, why was it tougher? Well, people didn't understand the denominator, and on we go. Just scroll back to the Jay's corner. You'll see the, th the thread. Okay. Here's where we are today. If you take a look at the market, the market mechanism, right? This isn't about Jay thinking, well, stocks are cheap and this or that. It has always been, it has always been, do we properly understand the denominator? The answer is no, right? That was the first three innings. It's a reason I've called this like a baseball game because it tells you about stages. It's not telling you about calendar time because it's going to be about benchmarks of occurrences, not whether it's July or August or September. That is not the reason I'm calling it a particular inning. This first down here has been the first three innings because why? The denominator was now, which has been blown off by the noise talkers, which is the numerator. You know, Netflix is great. Facebook is great. Tick, uh, Snapchat is great. Right, Bed Bath and Beyond is great. I should buy AMC. It's too cheap, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The reality is that the big money is watching the denominator. That includes foreign exchange, because foreign exchange and the the denominator are linked, because bond holdings are translated back to their domestic currency in, and that's affected by foreign exchange rates. What does this graph tell you? 
this graph tells you we're still we are in a congestion zone and you can see far how far back this goes right this is may of 2021 back to what i was saying about you know the beginning of jay's corner that i just mentioned 10 minutes ago we are no better off and you can see conflicts here disagreements disagreements on where the equity market should be where my vote is doesn't matter in the scheme of things at all uh, in fact i don't even tell you it's too high it's too low there's a reason i call it non-financial advice there's a reason i'm calling it we're the market is there to evaluate what's the fair price of this at a rummage sale what this graph is telling you and it's important to see these little thin lines you can see that there's disagreement and oh yeah by the way look at these little thin lines here going back almost exactly to the dotted line so that should dispel most of your thoughts of a, a hopefully it dispels the idea that i'm making it up uh reality is is you're probably already convinced i'm not making it up uh because otherwise you wouldn't have made it to this point of the video the second one oh be sure if you have made it to this point of video be sure to like and subscribe obviously the second one is this is very unresolved you cannot say this is the eighth inning you just cannot how, how is that possible right this goes back all the way back to the time of GameStop, AMC, Bitcoin's first run up to the 40,000s. Does this mean that any of those headlines and individual basis were wrong? No. No, it absolutely doesn't. Right? Let's just take a look at some of those and we're going to swerve here. <clears throat> we're going to swerve here. Because what I thought to show you is. You know, th this grabbed all the headlines. So Bed Bath & Beyond. Let's, just, let's start with Bed Bath & Beyond. Okay. A crazy run in a store that many people understand. And these are just different time frames. Different time frames that I'm looking at Bed Bath & Beyond. And here's a very good one. So this is the past six months. This is Bed Bath & Beyond equity here. There's an influencer investor hedge fund manager seats on a board i'm not going to bore you with with the tale i don't largely because i don't follow the story my point here is the following if you're going to be able to select an individual line item on an individual basis and be right you're always winning you don't need a diversified portfolio if you're always correct. You don't, right? And you can see it here. What did you do? You just took all 100, right? You took all 100 from here, right? And you plunked it down over here on the far left. You wrote it up to, what is this? This is 82% in days. You sell. And now all of a sudden, what? 
this 100 is no longer 100, it's 180. It also goes back to the fact that the flip side can occur, right? Which is now, let's say you're the buyer up here. You have no edge. If you, if you aren't a person who has an edge and you got lucky, that's okay. I, there's the, you know, tired saying better lucky than good, right? I find that tired. I, I'd rather use better lucky and good, right? Better lucky than good. Eh, luck runs out, by the way. And now you can see what has happened. This isn't, <laughs> you bought at 180, okay? It is now 75. You've gone from 180 to 75 if you sold then on Friday at the end. Okay, you're not down 26% down here. You're down from a much higher number. So if you bought happy talk and say, and without edge, and then sit there, okay, it's going to keep going up. I'm going to have retirement money. And this also is the same dynamic of what happened to meme stocks, AMC, GameStop. I'm not going to say, don't speculate can't say that. In fact, if I'm 26, 27, 28, and I have a few shekels here, I'm probably taking a set of more volatile names than if I'm 62 or 56. <clears throat> it depends on the allocation into these speculative names. So there's your takeaway. Number one, you've got to have an edge. And number two, and the important takeaway is if you got lucky, you have to understand what exercise you are actually partaking in, what you are doing. You have to understand the exercise because if your line item had gone from 100 to 180, you caught lightning in a bottle on the far left. You have to consider what you are doing here at 180. Let's say you are an insider. Let's say you knew something that no one else did. Okay, that's fine. That is, diff that is different. Right? That is different. You're an engineer. You understand that that particular expertise in that particular company was so good and so dominant and can't be replicated and you happen to be in early. You can stay there. I wouldn't necessarily have said that's a great idea. Maybe you sell some and keep some. That's probably the more prudent. But my point is that if you, the point is the edge, if you have the edge, fine. If you don't have the edge, the edge that the other persons and the market doesn't have, I would strongly suggest that you look in the mirror. And understand that. You can accept the fact that you've got lucky. That, uh, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Right? A lot of persons in this audience have gotten lucky. Why? You didn't know you were 90% stocks at the time that you were completely misunderstanding stocks for show, bonds for dough. But the market happened to go up. And therefore, that... What I'm saying here is that is not evidence of see 
I'm right. No. Just in the same way, Bed Bath Beyond went from 100 to 180. Right? In term, in percentage terms. One year, 100 units turned into 180 and fast. <clears throat> you can see it. <clears throat> if you don't have an edge, understand what you are doing <clears throat> so that you can return back to here and whether it's prudent here. <clears throat> Frog has my throat. We can see a similar thing here. And here it is. We're going to see speculative excess. There's nothing wrong with speculation per se. This is Bitcoin here. In that same way, you were early, GameStop's going to run the world. Okay, I. you can understand that you've seen other videos here in Jay's Corner. I'm not disputing blockchain's place in the world or that it will have one not on my crypto understanding cryptocurrency the reality is i would day all we've got all we have here headed into jackson hall is no progress here on equity exposure whatsoever since february of 2021 18 months of nothing What keeps me up at night? Of course, this. The big UMA, the UMA move, accompanied by notably lower interest rates here in really short order. So this is what I was saying during that UMA video. Anytime I get to re-mention Pulp Fiction, I'm going to do it, right? But my point here is that interest rates down foreign exchange stable, allowing people to say, okay, the world's not going to end. And oh yeah, by the way, Apple, you know, 2% growth, et cetera, et cetera. We got the happy talk. We got the window to allow for happy talk as the denominator stopped being so volatile and started moving lower. But over this past week, over this past week, which is the first week in five that stopped, that the equity market did not increase, what did you what do you have? You have a return to higher. And if you back up, you'll see how little progress here has been made. And if you keep backing up. You'll see that up here are notably higher numbers. And this isn't exactly right because of the line. Don't use the line. You're using this. Because you could see when the world started to freak out. Right? When the world started to freak out that this number was 4 point, sorry, 3.5%. You start coming back up here. It does open the window to this number, these number, the denominator becoming much higher, which means the NPVs, the prices, 
the agreed upon congestion about what the price of the coffee mug at the at the auction would be can become much more volatile. It's the reason and the reason I slowed down my speech intentionally. It's the reason is that I said, don't stop playing with your food. Because during this past couple of weeks, we haven't re we've had senior people out, but stealth quietly here. What have we seen? We have seen stealth higher interest rates. And here it is. During this two weeks, while equities have stayed stable-ish, we've had these activities going on. And oh yeah, by the way, we've also seen it here, which is we've seen the euro lower. 103.5 to 100.37. It's an extra two odd percent. So before we think that, you know, we're in the bottom of the seventh, bottom of the eighth. No, 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 no. You cannot make this conclusion. It, it that would not make any sense to say, oh, well, the coast is clear. Because in Wyoming, the headline I'm going to be looking for is about quantitative tightening. During this past period, two weeks of equities back higher. And while I've been trying to say, yeah, don't make too much of it. One of these reasons of don't play with your food stop playing with your food is because of the fact that we have not focused here back to what's going to happen to quantitative tightening. All the talk has been about, okay, maybe the Fed will not increase rates by 75% every meeting. The Fed told you that. I showed you that on the, on the UMA video, which says, okay, we're not married to 75 basis points. We're going to take it meeting by meeting. The market heard what it wanted here and it was boring and then catch up. And then all this, as a result, up the markets went. Though completely understandable. Is this too far an extension? Maybe. Maybe, right? I had pointed it out in the past that maybe the congestion zone was a little bit lower that it was somewhere in here. Down here, 4100s. That made total sense. But you can see if you took this and drew a rectangle, you would capture a lot of the congestion zones where these small wicks exist. A lot of them. There's a debate here. And this isn't a debate that's being had, that's being shown up on CNBC talking about something that is 18 months ago. That gets no clicks or eyeballs. But instead, now what you have here is this. And if you start rocketing higher because the Fed starts telling you that we're going to start liquidating our balance sheet faster, which they don't ask me, nobody's ask, asking me, they could have done without telling the world, right? Could have, should have done. You know, they probably did, weren't listening to me. 
right? Or they wouldn't, you know, I didn't get a call. What were we doing down here? I, I would have hit the sell button in mass if I'm at the Federal Reserve, right? You had your chance at 2.6. This is saving national money here if you're the U.S., right? That's your debt service ratio. That's your debt service cost, by the way, which is now <laughs> unspeakably high. So it's going to try to sell its portfolio, its balance sheet. We've had no talk about that. That's what you're going to want to hear out of Wyoming coming into this next week. That will drive this. That will drive this. And from there, then the headlines will be here. But again, the mechanics and the real basis, not surprisingly, not to followers of Jay's Corner as a result of the formula in the lower left, equities will then follow in that order as in any mathematic exercise this is the math of money order matters order matters and from there that's your takeaway coming into the week my hour is up hopefully you've liked today's video be sure like subscribe we live in youtube's world that's the way it works 